Yeah, I can imagine. Meanwhile, there's fucking the rubbish collector guy. But we need that. We need those people. Or not people, but services. And so the noise, it always reminds me of like little annoying noises are only annoying because you let them be annoying or you create them to be annoying. And you think that there should be, you know, Carl Kingsbury described it when he was on a heroic dose of mushrooms. Every time he walked by his fridge in the kitchen, he would get pissed off with the buzzing noise. And every time, every single time he's in the kitchen, he'd always have that negative thought. Oh, that's so annoying. But then he realized on his mushroom trip, like that noise is necessary to keep the food that I provided my family, you know, nice and unspoiled. So it was just his, <laughs> meanwhile, I've got a, a fighter jet going past. <laughs> You're saying this, right? Yeah, yeah. Actually, a lot of planes flying out today. Um, yeah, and it was only his aversion to the noise that he could just as easily let go and i find that that's the case with most discomforts or annoyances in people's heads it's like it's it's all in the mind and because it's in the mind you have control to just let that go you can just as easily like let any issue that you have go but people hold on to it because they like the anger or the uh, i guess the emotional energy uh, that they get from that. Do you think it's an addiction to being, uh, just partially being a victim of something like, oh, poor me? But do you think that that emotion is, uh, must be addictive in terms of the dopamine or whatever else you get, especially if you're getting attention for being, you know, having bad thoughts or whatever? Well, I'll, I'll take it in a completely different direction and say that all these things are symptoms of living in a fucking weird world. Yeah. But you shouldn't have like yeah you can use your mindset to be like oh the buzzing in the refrigerator is annoying but like we live in a world where we have to deal with all these distractions and things that are like unnatural and not yeah you know? and that's a fair point objective you know <laughs> like yeah, yeah 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 no no wonder people are annoyed we're dealing with a lot of things that have drawbacks yeah they're right and they're huge trade-offs so it's like yeah i get it i understand why people are agitated and frustrated you know where it's bigger symptom of just than just not knowing how to think like you can tell you read all the books telling you that positive thinking negative thinking all these is positive thinking is better than negative thinking and this is how you're supposed to act and behave but if you're in these environments yeah you're the strongest influencer of who you are as a person yeah thoughts aren't as strong as you think they are you know, they can't always overcome everything around you. Not to excuse it. Yeah. Yeah. It, and I will tell you one thing from like being on the beach and like just being there chilling. Yeah. And like having a nice day and like reading a book and some sun that someone comes up with a boom box, like blasting music, just yeah. in the peace of everybody. No, it's objectively <laughs> annoying. Yeah. 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 <laughs> some sort of social awareness and like leave the room and see people are chilling. And yeah. 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 If, and then it's always, you know, what it is, it's never like some like nice symphony or something chill that like is neutral that, every, that like, yeah. Line, that everybody can be like, okay, this is cool. This makes things better. It's like, yeah, whatever they think is going to make them look the coolest or seem the coolest. I think a lot of guys do it because they think it's going to attract girls or something, but it doesn't. Um, I will admit sometimes I, I drive around with the windows down playing loud music, uh, but never like near people's houses and things. Yeah, <laughs> it's a certain vibe for sure. 
it's from pure enjoyment of music and that everybody else driving around is super bored. And I'm like, if I'm going to be in a car, like, I'm going to enjoy it. Like, Yeah, sunroof down. First time you drive, it's the most exciting thing in the world, you know? Yeah. Like, you get to operate this vehicle that, like, moves yeah. like 100 plus miles per hour. Like, it's actually really, really cool. This is, this is Grand Theft Auto, but, like, a real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I it's like, enjoy stuff like that. 100% I found the exact same thing like you're going to be driving somewhere you might as well enjoy the ride and play your favorite music or meditate or just like really feel the movement and the weight distribution of the car because you can unconsciously just drive from A to B especially if it's work but um, getting into it and allowing yourself to enjoy it all of these things like all these parts of our you know daily routine that people have resistance to if they have to be done then you're allowed to try and make it a way or just act in a way where it is enjoyable time as well. And even, you know, talking shit to work people, like you might as like if you're doing it for the moment, you might as well enjoy every second of it because your life is happening now as much as it is that you're grinding for this future moment as well. Yeah, it's all framing, right? So you get to decide how you're going to look at everything. And at the end of the day, like any driving any sort of like machinery is, is actually just objectively cool. Yeah. That's dope as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. But walking is cool too. I also like going on my walks. So is skipping. I talked to people about that before. Oh yeah. I skip on the beach now because of you. Yes. Skipping is based. It feels so natural for some reason. Like the movement and is it something that humans have been doing for because when you're like happy you skip right you've got to skip in your step like why why is that man i don't know there's like i there's probably a lot of um happiness hacks by just observing what people do when they're happy and then mimicking that yourself yeah like, just like they say like if you uh if you go around smiling all the time like you'll actually end up being happier yeah like it's the same thing with skipping and but i think you should like I don't know why it is. You just feel loose and free. You're not thinking about anything else. Yeah. The feeling in that moment, you know? Yeah. Like, those are the best moments in life. That's one of the reasons why sex is so great because it's like one of the only times where yeah. you're only thinking about what you're doing and nothing else. Yeah. You know? But. And that's accessible all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? So you always, um, there's all these different things you can do that make you feel amazing and that can take you out of the present folk like the your present focus on just like just the moment right now and integrating it with your life you know when was yeah. the recording uh we're recording now oh well i guess we're doing the podcast then. yeah that's that's <laughs> all good stuff already as it always is <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show officially for those joining us at home. This is Soulcast episode 32 with uh, the second appearance in the Soulcast for El Lobo Salvaje. Welcome, sir. Thank you, man. Uh, glad to be back, you know. Should be fun. Mm -hmm. Have a conversation. Yeah, because uh, you've been off in the woods really at the moment. I've been all, I've been all over the place. You know, I've been traveling 
probably since the end of October last year. You know, yeah. In, in Miami, which is my home base, for more than probably three or four weeks. But yeah, I've been traveling over, spend as much time in nature as possible, and and. I was just back in Miami the past week, but now I'm back in an office. And what are you doing out there? You're you're building it, the compound, right? N not yet. I will I will be building a, a compound at some point, but it's a long process, right? Oh, of course, decades. Finding land. There's there's everything that I'm doing, and I plan on doing, is has a whole world of knowledge that I'm completely unaware of. Yeah. Right. So I have to learn a lot of things. Like you can look at a plot of land on the internet and be like, okay, this amount of acreage costs this much money, but there's so many different other questions. It's like, okay, is it in a valley? So if it's in a valley, maybe there's a natural water running water source that you can redirect to have water at your place. Mm. Uh, and maybe you have to dig a well. You know, then you gotta think about things like septic system. If you want a septic tank, like you gotta put that in. Then you gotta think about how fertile land is you got to think about tree removal you got to think about getting electricity it's like do you want to produce your own electricity or do you want land that electricity is already wired or it's already built to be able to plug into the ele electrical um the electrical grid yeah you know? so these are just one of the things that i have to learn about so what's really happening right now is like well I'll just say like next month in Miami, like I'll, I'll be out of Miami by April 30th. And I still may travel around a little bit before I finally settle down and start breaking ground. But eventually, like obviously my long-term goal is to build something sustainable here that will last multiple generations, so. Yeah, you really gotta have the right place in mind. And I think like the well situation I don't know if that's the best in terms of, I guess the water's kind of moving around from the well, but you would ideally want a river of some kind. And the electricity situation, like I know you want to be, you want to be self-reliant on the, off the grid, uh, literally, and, you know, have a generator and everything, but it would be nice if something was already set up with that capability. Um, and, you know, that some of these creature comforts that we take for granted, they're obviously great things. Like I know we, uh, oh, I rant about against technology for the most part, but I'm not pretending that I'll be able to, you know, be dropped in the woods and be fine because uh, I wouldn't at the moment. Um, you know, I figure it out maybe, but it, I, I wouldn't be optionally thriving like a, you know, with, with these creature comforts. So it's a balance, and I'm sure there's a bit of a trade-off. Like you could save yourself a lot of time and energy if you were in a place that was still kind of relatively close to people. So it would be on the grid, but then again, it's a trade-off. It's always a trade-off. What do you want more of the privacy and the autonomy or because the closer you are to the city, the closer you are to the shit happening, it's going to happen in the next decade. Right. Right. And I mean, so yeah, it's always these little mini questions. It's like, because there's all, there's also benefits to being around in communities like that. Yeah. You know, I land around a bunch of people that are established farmers it's like oh well anything that i have any question i have about animals is i have experts around. yeah yeah and it's like i don't have to have every animal that i want to consume or use because i can always trade for things mm. right so 
there's always these, there's these benefits of being like, you can, there's some people I see that go like completely off the grid and like they're doing everything on their own. That's cool. But there's also a power in like being away from the cities and then, but there's also small communities out here and other families that you can rely on. They help you and you help them. Yeah. That's how these societies were built in the first place, you know? So yeah, no one ever does it truly alone for the most part. Right. It's a lot of little questions. So basically what I'll do is I'll move here for, I'll move here permanently. And then when I'm here, living here 24 seven is when I'll start building and being like, okay, all right, this is the plot. This is, these are the structures. Like this is who I want to build it. This is the type of electrician, electrical system I want to run, whether I want to be plugged into the grid or just have the option of plugging in if everything goes bad or running off generators, running off solar, like having running water is also a power source, right? So that yeah. also goes back into like the land selection. So it's a lot of things I'm learning. You know, I'm just gonna, I have to spend the next few months just learning. You know, it's it's a big dream and it's cool, yeah. and fun and exciting, but make no mistake about it. There are people who know everything about this that you don't and it's a it's a learning curve and it's not but it's not impossible right like and that's yeah where technology is cool too because you just go on youtube and learn a lot of these things yeah like it doesn't actually even take that long it just takes a little bit of research but what you'll find is that you can know things right like i i may have an idea of what to do but if i don't have connections with people that can help me do it it doesn't matter so that's the whole process of itself in itself is like okay i can figure out exactly what i want it's like okay if i don't have the skill level to make that happen on my own or build these things on my own it's like all right now i gotta find the people that do and then i gotta bring my vision and my dream my goals to them and then they gotta help me implement it you know yeah that's probably the most important skill is being able to leverage human relationships like no one wants to help and you won't get far in life if you're a dickhead and no one really <laughs> enjoys being around you and things like that. Yeah, you know, um, but I find in places like this too, it's really easy to connect with people. People are down to earth. They're not as plugged in yeah. as everybody back in the cities and they're not thinking about the same things as everybody back there. Yeah. So it's actually great. You, you know, I've found in my life as time has gone on, I've connected like on a deeper level with fewer people, fewer and fewer people. Whereas like I, you start off in high school and things like that, you know, hundreds of people that you claim you think are your friends and you get into college and your group gets a little smaller and, or you get into the work environment, your group just keeps getting smaller and smaller as you get older. But like what I'm finding is like the connections that I have now are stronger than ever and any new person that I end up getting into like a relationship with or a friendship is like that connection is extremely deep so it's like you're better at picking like mm. your relationships as you get older so it's pretty interesting you know it's like now i'm like i as i found less amount of people that i actually like because when i look around at society yeah <laughs> communicate with like 99 percent of these fucking yeah yeah but it's like this one percent that i am communicating with like it's the best relationships and the best friendships that I've ever had in my life. Yeah. And so that's, that's been something amazing that's happening. And, and I find that knowing, I now I know what I'm looking for exactly in people. It's easier to pick the people that like, I know I'm going to get along with and vibe with.
Yeah, hundred percent. And as you get older, everyone realizes that you know you stop caring about things that don't matter as much, and you really don't have time to waste with people. So if you're brave and you know in a way smart as well, you will only be in relationships or friendships with people that like really you align with and you can get along with rather than just having you know fake drinking circles uh, which is a lot of friendships today but that is also being yourself authentically is the requirement for making these uh, relationships because you're no you're no longer living in the fake persona of what you thought you know people would like or whatever and then only when you first do that can you expose yourself and be true with other people and like I said all the relationships and friendships get so much deeper and more valid yeah I don't know if I talked about this on the last time I was on here but I basically look at people in like three sections it's like you have acquaintances, you have friends, and you have, and then you have your brothers, right? Like, yeah, a situation where it's like, okay, say you had no money, like, an acquaintance would doesn't even care. A friend might give you some advice. Your brother's gonna be like, here, here's some of my food. You can have this. Yeah. Right. In a situation where you're getting jumped by ten guys, right? Like, an acquaintance is gonna walk by. A friend is gonna like say hey stop or maybe call for help someone that's your brother is going to be on the ground getting their ass kicked with you so as i've gotten older i've learned to like just like okay these people are acquaintances not worry about them these people my friends okay they're kind of okay but now i've centered over to like where i'm just around my brothers yeah i know that any sort of situation they will sacrifice to help me get out of it you know or any type of suffering your people are really close like that it's like you don't suffer alone in life, they take it on with them. So like, mm. if my friend's mother died or something, I would feel just as like, almost like it happened to me, you know? Yeah. Like I would share that suffering and I would understand it. And I would have to be there for him 24 seven and make sure that he's okay and talking through it and support him over the, however long his healing process is. So that's the benefit of having a really tight also these really tight knit relationships is like you don't actually have to suffer through anything long yeah i think that's an issue a lot a question i get a lot is how do i make friends and in today's world we are over socialized like colloquially with social media and things so there's like we get the negatives of trying to manage all these little fake uh relationships if you will um because it is like talking to a lot of other people you don't have real deep, true, actual connections that aren't just like pixels on the screen. But what, what would you say to a guy that's like 18, 19, doesn't have that many close friends? Like how does he begin to access that level of deeper connection to find his brothers or whatever? Well, I think one easy way to find people that are gonna be like-minded to you is to get into different skill development things, like either training martial arts, or like hitting a gym, um those are great places that meet people that you're gonna be like okay they're kind of in the same mindset as you right like yeah into communities of things that you're interested in if you're interested in snowboarding you're interested in surfing you're interested in climbing hunting fishing any of these things once you take on these 
what's going to happen is that's what interests you. That's also the, what interests all the people in those communities. So even if you don't connect on every other level, you'll at least be able to connect with them on that level. And that'll be something that you share. And you can build rela good relationships off something as simple as a mutual love and respect for something. Yeah. So, and then the other thing is to really honestly, just not even fucking worry about it right now. Like, you have a chance, you're young, you have a chance to make yourself, make something of yourself. As you become more of a man and you're grinding, you're growing, you're building things, like the right people are gonna come into your life. You know, you're not gonna be alone forever. Like great men attract people. Mm. You know, you're, like if you become this great man, you're not just gonna be isolated. Like people are, are automatically gonna be drawn to you, you know? Um, and what you do to make yourself someone that attracts people is I always say like, um, I'm interesting because I'm interested. So because I'm interested in so many different things and learning so many different things and trying so many different things, it makes me an interesting person. So when people meet me, like, oh my God, like they want to be around you because you have all these experiences and all these different knowledges because you've trained everything, right? So yeah, there you go. If you want to be an, be an interested person, that's that's my other my other tip to you and. You know the right people come to you you never and even now like um obviously you have the internet although the internet is a little bit of a mirage because there's connection but there's not real real life community like on an everyday basis you know so you can also create your own communities by just becoming a thought leader and that's why i said like that's why you strive to be a great man because if you rise to a high enough level then people around you have to follow you and there you go there's your relationships there too yeah it's always the external versus the internal like if you want something to change on the outside guess what you've got to do some work on the inside and whether that's being just a nicer person in general like going out of your way to compliment people smiling at everyone like we we're talking about before that alone is going to get people out of that or opportunities that open up to you that weren't there before because people will feel that again it, at the base level the gratitude and appreciation if someone's operating from that state of mind uh they are literally more attractive in terms of the resonant vibrational energy that they're putting out uh and you know the more you appreciate and grateful for the more things that come into your life for you to appreciate and and be grateful for so that's always the first step um and yeah, don't worry about it as much as a young dude. Like, I feel like it's such an issue that, and I, I did this myself or still do to a degree. It's like looking at a dude that's 15 years older than you and, you know, just by nature of time has got some good accomplishments and then comparing that to yourself at your age and then getting disheartened because of that. It's, uh, it's not the right comparison to make. And then the thing is, I don't even want to attract everybody. That's the guy. Yeah. Truth. I yep. don't want to attract people that are really dope and really high performing and doing and crushing it in life. I don't want yeah. to with everyone. You shouldn't. And that was my whole point about the like analogy about like, you know, who, who's really in life. Like at the end of the day, like you want to be surrounded by strong minded people that are crushing it, that get it, that are based, that are really cool. Like you don't want yeah. to be around everybody. So, yeah, you may, in this world, you may be a little fucking lonely sometimes. You may find like, oh man, like, 
a lot of these people are just drones and like wonder if people are sentient. So I run wonder sometimes. It's like, <laughs> so it's like, it is what it is. And that's fine. You don't want, it's like, you, you shouldn't want these people around you anyways. Like you don't want to be around anybody that's not going to push you to be better than you are. Yeah. So it's not, a lot of people aren't even worth your time like that. Like I'll be lying to you if I told you I was someone that walks around like smiling and being nice to people. Like, I'm, <laughs> you know, like, so like, I'm cool, you know, like I respect everybody on a, on a decent level, but on a human level, like I got respect for everybody, but I'm not trying to be surrounded by everyone. I don't want to talk to everybody. I want to talk to people that are interested, are going, are see things the way I see it and are going. That may be a little bit of confirmation bias, but I also think that I understand some objective, objective truths about the world and the way it's headed. So I'm not wrong in, in wanting desiring to be like, oh, yeah, not, I'm not going to mess with these people. I'm seeing this seeing all the bullshit that i'm seeing yeah yeah no that's true because if the you know our predictions go the way that they're going and society this is kind of related so you said are people sentient you know did, i'm sure you've heard this but not everyone has a running dialogue in their head like some people there's just it's that there's no voice like that how crazy is that literally no, it's not that crazy so actually i've been thinking about this a lot recently and i want to or should i let him live i'll let you decide um now go into it <laughs> going for it all right go into the theory <laughs> i think we have a very high performing audience that can take it and as an intellectual exercise and they're not going to be upset yeah you know I, all right let's go so yeah it's like this all right so you have our little corner of people right and let's just call that like people all the way to the right not even like some political speaking because i really don't even give a shit about politics because i can't find a single politician that i actually believe in yeah it's like based enough for me so i don't care about it but just like put all these people on the right. Like we have our opinions, which I believe are like the objective truths of life and what actually will make the world better. Then you have people like all the way to the far left, right? And these are people that believe that like, it's okay to like castrate like a three-year-old kid or that like yeah. they're violence and that like being fat is healthy, like crazy opposite ends of the spectrum. Inversions. So I think what, hap I think what happens is the people that are, all the way like we're a small group right and i think the people that are all the way on the other side are a small group as well and what's happening is there's this huge mass of people in the middle that aren't really one way or another like I, i'm not even saying that so we're like i'll say we're sentient right i don't know you're saying the people on the opposite end of us aren't are, are sentient but there's only two types of people that affect consciousness so like you have people like us that are pushing our ideas to affect consciousness and you have the people all the way on the far end that have these crazy ideas that affect consciousness and you have all these people in the middle and how all these people in the middle react is basically just what off of what like the strongest and most dominant message is. So 
lot of people in society see a lot of the shit that's going on and it doesn't actually make sense to them. First of all, they're not really thinking, but most people are just like going to work, trying to pay their bills, like living a normal life, right? Yeah. They're not thinking about all these things. But what happens is they go on the internet, right? And the internet is predominantly lean to all these people on the web. So as soon as they log on the internet, even though something doesn't make sense to them, they see their favorite celebrity saying this is how it is. They see a hundred thousand likes and comments underneath it supporting it. Yeah. Which is more people than they know. So and then they see like all these algorithms cooking the argument to make it seem like this is how everybody is. Yeah. It's getting demoralized and they say, Oh, well, this is how everybody is, this is how the world is now. And they just start shifting more and more to the left. Yeah. Right. And then what we kind of do is we're kind of picking people off. And then the people the, the people who are the most sentient and who like understand life the most are like us and the people who are controlling the whole thing from above. It's actually kind of weird. That matrix shit is actually kind of like on point. Like the whole matrix analogy of like waking people up and most people are just in the system and don't realize anything's wrong. It's yeah. actually like really true. Well, yeah, it's, it's taking the red pill and finally like just coming out of that fake reality and some would argue that the matrix is, uh, you know, predictive programming in that sense to get us to have that idea implanted in consciousness of millions of people. And then when that happens, that version of reality is more likely to occur where people are fucking just in these pods getting farmed in this like fake reality. And you have cyborg flying fucking robots coming into the real world where there's like bands of, um, rebels or whatever you call them, um, trying to, man, it's, it's actually deep how we might be going into that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's actually the same exact thing. Like people live in like, cause the thing is, is that, all right. So one thing that happens is evil for evil to work. It can't just, they can't just be direct evil because people spot it out. <laughs> So for evil to work, it has to disguise, it has to disguise itself as good. So that's why like every time you lose some of your rights, why is it for is for your protection, for your safety, right? Evil can't just be, they can't just directly do evil things to you. They have to make it good, right? Like they have to tell you that you're helping society by doing this. This is what makes the world a better place. That's how they get these ideas to push. So even when you go into something like transhumanism of like you living in VR and things like that. Yeah, the people at, at, that think like us, they know that this is how you can control everybody and they know it's actually a bad thing, but what they're gonna do is gonna sound really good. Yeah. It's gonna sound great. It's like, oh, you can be whoever, you can live for however long you want, you can have all your desires and all, it sounds great, but that's how evil works. It happens to disguise itself as good to, for it to actually be functional and actual work. Well, Lucifer was the most beautiful angel, right? And the devil in sheep's clothing is that constant spiritual allegory that we see is that the things that are really harming you the most are gonna look enticing and feel good initially. Right, that's, that's the great trick. But you know, what I want people to understand too is like you don't have to get extremely discouraged because, like I said, the sh- they want to demoralize you. Like they show you the most extreme, um, opposing views possible. Like they literally force algorithms and 
use use a network of influencers to make you feel like you don't have a choice like the world is going to go in this direction and you know what <clears throat> maybe it will because like i said there's a huge mass of people in the middle that aren't any one way but they're gonna give in to the dominant programs yeah shift to the left you're gonna see breakaway societies where people like us are picking people from that crowd and pulling them out and doing the thing so like while people are like oh there's like a mass of making or whatever like that like I'm like, yeah, more people know what's going on, but it doesn't actually change anything because what happens, I think I was saying this before, I actually mentioned this before, is like we have um, connection, but we don't actually have community. So like, while I may be able to reach some kid in Austria that's like, oh, I think exactly the same way as you, it's like, okay, but like his nine of 10, nine out of his like 10 neighbors don't you know so like yeah even though i may be able to reach somebody like there is this awakening it's like yeah okay so i reached some person in new york city that's surrounded by like <laughs> millions of other people that are not thinking like that they're like just caught into the programming into the lies so yeah. like, while you're pulling these people out one by one it's not like you're like pulling them out by one g it's not like there's like one geographic location where everybody's like oh, yes the light bulbs really turning yes you see yeah. Well, that's why we got to fucking buy this island. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You got <laughs> And like, I don't even know. I don't even know. I haven't thought long enough to know like if these things are possible, right? But I do know what's possible is getting people to stop playing the game. Yeah. Right. And and getting people to stop playing the game is to be like not dependent on government and corporations for 99 percent of your electricity, your food, and your water. Like that's what I want to do. So like that's one of the, one of the reasons why I'm so aggressive in terms of like just giving because I see all these people now moving to Miami and oh because Miami's open. It's like people are literally celebrating them giving you some of your freedoms that were moment back. Yeah, like that's crazy to me. Like, yeah, I want people to get out of this fucking game and stop playing it completely. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna exit this entire game and then I'm gonna start building <laughs> something and then I'm gonna show people the what it's really like and what it really could be because at the end of yeah. the day i could i could get on twitter and tweet about these things all day long and tell you the right thing to do yeah yeah people agree with me but it's like the oxygen mass it's masturbation thing where it's like people have to see it's masturbation people have to see you doing it and when you do it and you show them like hey life is really better this way that's when they'll actually take the action steps to be like oh okay like they see that it's like safe it's like you know like yeah it's like it's like say like we're standing in front of like a, a like riverbed and like people are, don't think they can make the jump like once they see somebody make the jump they're like oh, okay it's not that far it's not that bad yeah 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 right it's the same type of thing so that's for me it's like and then especially it's like this like we have this whole community of people that's like teaching people how to make wi-fi money right like make money over the internet and do all these amazing things well it's like well then you don't actually need like all these cities and things anymore yeah because what the sell of the city was was that well there's convenience which convenience that's also let see it's another thing that's evil yeah that's disguised as good yeah oh convenience we'll do every take care of everything for you well guess what they control everything they control your food supply. You can have all the money in the world and live in a city if they shut the supply chain down. You're just like everybody else. Yeah. Begging on government, Amazon, Mars corporations to feed you. And then it won't matter how successful you've been. Right? Yeah. So they say convenience, right? That was bullshit. 
Then they sell you um, job opportunities and networking, which that was cool, but it's like, okay, well, we're making money on the internet. And it's like, okay, you can't even go to work and stuff like that anymore. Now everybody's doing work on Zoom. So that was bullshit. So you don't even have to do that. And then they were like, girls, like girls. And it's like, well, I tell you what, the sexual marketplace is, is global now. Like the biggest dating app in the world is Instagram. Like you can literally get girls from anywhere in the world. So you don't need to be in concentrated areas to do it. Now, if you're, if you're obsessed and caught into the hedonistic trap of that life is supposed to be about just having sexes with many girls as possible, and like actually not producing nothing, you're actually just consuming. Like you're not producing. Yeah. So it's like, if that's what you think it is, then yeah, maybe you'll want to be stuck in the city. I'm past that point with women where I'm like, I'm past the consumption phase. I'm on to the production and reproduction phase. Like what can this person do to like help me make my life easier and like improve things around for me. So all these things that they tell you, you need it from the city. You really don't need it for that anymore. The convenience is, is bullshit. It makes you reliant. The networking and stuff like that, you can make money and, and get opportunity on the internet. And the girls, you could just fly them in. <laughs> what, what, am I playing, what am I playing around with this any, for anymore, you know? Yeah. And it's like just asking for, relying on all these people, just asking for bad things to happen. The places where there's the most compliance is where there's going to be the most control. You know, and the places that are going to be the most compliant are where there's these masses of people that are reliant upon all the systems around them to survive. Yeah, it's a it's a tricky one. You really got to have these issues at the forefront of your mind these days because <clears throat> it's it, it is a matter of time, really. And the earlier you start pushing the ball down the hill, you know, the more momentum you get, the more knowledge and skills and real world application you have of these things, rather than getting caught with your pants around your ankles in a few years. And I'm not like a doomer or anything like that, you know, like I'm not, but like I just read writing on the wall. And then I think there's a, a whole different, more fulfilling lifestyle that we were sold out of. Yeah, and we were advertising to like this way is going to be better and easier for you. So yeah. easier, and there's more pl hedonistic pleasures, so it's better. And that wasn't true, you know. So like, it's not even just me being like all doom and gloom, even though like I'm not going to lie to you and be like, oh shit's cool. It's not, but at the same, it's just the reason to reject things isn't simply just because things could get bad so yeah <laughs> like we have to like go out of our way to like work out and have gyms and do all these things like go outside for two hours for a walk because we're so disconnected from like living a natural like healthy lifestyle you have to yeah go out your way to do these things yeah when they should just be part of your natural life. You, should, you shouldn't have to have a walking outside block in your schedule. It should just be you walking around the forest, maybe you're getting some wood or collecting eggs, some chickens, and you're out outside that way. Exactly. You know, and then like, I'm also thinking like multi-generationally at this point. You know, I don't know, like, I think that, because I, I, like I said, I don't, I think there's only like certain people that are out there affecting consciousness and that's like people like us and the people who are like all the way on that far left side like that are being having um 
fame and money and things sprinkled on them by the the global elites and the people that control all the narratives, right? Yeah. What I think the the beauty of all this stuff, all these people that are like gay and like neutering themselves and things like that, is they don't they don't reproduce. <laughs> actually produce anything, right? It's a death cult. <laughs> this is why this is why actually they have to groom young kids. Because these ideologies don't fucking produce anything. And people yeah. see that after a certain amount of time. So they have to groom young kids because that's the way you're like reproduced. But right. besides that, my point is, my point is, the thing is, like our like day and age may be a little lost, right? But if I can go and I can have 10 kids and I can have and I can convince a hundred other people to have five to ten kids, and then they all raise their kids the right way, and then tell their kids to have a bunch of kids and a in a few, like in a few generations, you can actually change everything and flip yeah. everything back. Because yeah. what happens and what's wrong is we need a whole <clears throat> entire societal re-education. Like we need a, a a whole like redoing of like educating people from the time they're born. Yeah, you know, and it's like that shit takes time. It takes generations to happen. But the bright side is, is that like if you have people that all think like us, producing and reproducing, what our, our kids will reproduce like in the same matter of way and in a couple of generations these people the thoughts of the masses starts to hurt towards this direction yeah and then we've got an army <laughs> exactly you know exactly you, you you literally it's like all about force multiplication that's what that's one of the dopest things that women can give you is they help you multiply your forces yes and that can some women are a force dampener, shall we say, and take away your force, right? Right, exactly. Constantly chasing them with no idea of reproduction does that as well. You know, I probably be, I probably have a compound already if I haven't spent five years chasing broads. Yeah, that's just the that's just the god's honest fucking truth for me. You know, yeah, say speak for anybody else's situation, but that's what happened with me for sure. Yeah, you know, and while it's cool. Like everybody's, you get into these red pill ideologies and people are like, oh, like you gotta learn how to get girls and things like that. And yeah, I think that's important. Like you should learn how to get girls. You should learn how to attract women. You should learn how to understand how you should be treated by a woman. All these things are important, but after you get experience, no one talks about what you're supposed to do. It's like, you don't, you're not actually supposed to just keep staying in the game. Like yes. you know how to attract women and know how women are supposed to treat you. The number of women that you're interested in having a relationship with should decrease to a specific set of girls that exhibit certain traits. Yeah. Like everybody's not, a, shouldn't be an option for you just because they're hot or physically attractive or something. Like yeah. I'm not attracted to the majority of women because I'm only thinking about like, what can they give me in the long term? It's not just about like busting up in their body or on their body yeah <laughs> like it's what for me anymore what can you build with them what could i build with them in the long term so no one ever while i'm not saying <clears throat> guys shouldn't go through this phase because i think one of the only ways you'll be able to put women, women in the right frame is by getting enough experience with them to see how they are and how they behave and yeah some good ones that treat you the right way so you know what your relationship what a good relationship yeah is supposed to actually be like because a lot of guys in relationships 
that and like you may look at the girl and like oh she's beautiful i wish i could get a girl like that it's like, yeah but she bosses him around and talks down to him and treats him like shit and it's like because guys don't know how there's how women actually behave when they're madly in love with you yeah woman that really cares about you and respects you and looks up to you doesn't treat you like that and guys don't have experience with that so yeah it's important to um and even society a lot of guys get stuck like that i'll just tangent off real quick because society programs you to think that good relationships are one where like your wife is nagging 24 7 like that's yeah. not a good relationship that's not how it's actually supposed to fucking work right but you have to get that you can either listen to people to understand that but the best way to learn it is to get the experience but after you get the experience you should be like okay like i put this in this box and you hang out the phone <clears throat> hang out the phone it's like i'm only interested in women that can help me produce things and make things like they're like i said women are multipliers i've talked about this before so after you get to that point it's like you got to stop because at the end of the day that's a whole part of the game too like people don't that's what some people need to want to set like oh you want to be based about like the worldview is if you don't think that part of the game is to keep you just indulging and keep you um lulled to sleep by getting you to continuously uh indulge in sexual pleasures like then you're not seeing it like, yeah even just porn yeah it's also dating yeah and i'm not even coming off some like hyper perspective be like some uh victorian christian where like i'm not even coming at you from like no religious aspect or like moral aspect i'm just saying like this is part of the game is to keep you can just consuming whatever the fuck it is yeah whether it's food whether it's drugs and alcohol whether it's women like whether it's material things like that's the game is to keep you consuming and to stop and not have you producing so yeah you can learn a lot from this thing but you have to understand what it is as a whole that's uh, very well said man uh, i think on the on the note of relationships that people get into i don't know whether it's a function of like is it just low test levels like initially you don't put up with that kind of behavior unless you are already thoroughly emasculated but then even some you, you would say macho guys uh you would look at their relationships be like what the fuck's going on here you know he's he her little whipping dog or something like literally on a leash that's the that's the you know cloakal phrase that we have for it um being whipped by the missus as you would say in australia but is it is it because they are not like for lack of a better word valuable enough as a person or is it just because you know, I've had guys stuck in relationships where they accept abuse in a way, because uh, that's what it is, because they've, like, they initially love the girl or maybe they still do or they're addicted to the emotional play of it and the, the chemicals and the brain chemicals that you get from it. But then once they come out the other side, it, they realise how controlling, how draining it actually was and because of the media and there are no good role models you know we we react to what we see around us if you were seeing really great masculine feminine dynamics uh in in tv and film and around you and you see people respecting each other and wanting the best for each other and loving each other and trying to build each other up rather than it being like this 
fuck women uh, situation and the girl's thinking, fuck men, I don't need that. I'm a strong, independent woman. And it's like, okay, but then you're on an island. So what, what what's, what's the good in that? You know, it is all about inversion. And I think that's, it's probably, and that's why the, you know, the red pill uh, has this kind of, colloquialism related to that on the internet is because through women you see like what you were at least the the first kind of transformative steps are for those guys is they what you've been told your whole life about women and from media and from people just be yourself you know treat her as nice as possible that's how you keep like that is the first veil that kind of comes down when guys put that advice to work and realize oh this is actually just getting me treated like shit and uh i am you know, not achieving the success of women aren't attracted to that. And that's the first stage in, or the first red pill that they take in a way. Yeah. And I mean, I think what the reason why guys end up in these situations is just they don't have an abundance mindset of women. They think the only pussy they get is maybe the last pussy they ever get. So yeah. What happens is if a guy, right, if I'm a guy, or because I didn't do this, so last night it was taking me out of this, but yeah. <laughs> right. Right, they they never they, they don't think they can get girls. Like I was lucky enough to where like when I was younger, girls were naturally attracted to me because I just looked a certain way. A certain way right? Yeah, I built some confidence. In that helps. So it was never hard for me to like get in the game or like have an abundance mindset. Of women. Like some people have to develop it. Yeah, and a lot of people end up in these relationships because they don't know they have to develop it. So what happens is they will do anything to get laid. So what happens is they'll can they concede immediately to bad behavior. They allow it from the beginning because it's like they will do whatever it takes just to have a woman. Yeah. To have that experience. So what happens is maybe they do get her. Maybe she allows them to have them or whatever, but they're gonna keep conceding just to keep her around. And it's simply because they don't have an abundance mindset. They don't think that they can do any better. You know, and men also have a weird sense of loyalty where like they'll stay in a bad situation just out of like feeling a sense of respect or honor because they spent so much time with you yeah like a guy will stay in a bad job for 15 years because someone offered him an opportunity when he was broke and had nothing when he could have plenty of time to move on yeah better stuff like men have a weird sense of loyalty like that where it's like it's cool but it also makes them do a lot of retarded stuff at the same time <laughs> Like, like yeah, yeah. In one sense it's like oh that's honorable as fuck but then it's like in another sense you'll you'll have a guy and this is literally what they think you'll have a guy right who will be married with a woman like she'll get pregnant with someone else's kid and he'll stay with her because he thinks it's the honorable thing to do yeah and that kid would be left alone We're hanging yeah so like even men they're doing this we shit that's like like <laughs> but they're, they, they're, they're doing it actually from like what they believe is a good place that's what the crazy part is mm. people don't understand it's like they think like oh man like I'm manning up yeah yeah I'm being, I'm being honorable respectful I, I've been taking care of you for years I can't just throw you out on your own they're, they're, they're trying to do the right thing but yeah they just don't know any better you know so Sometimes guys will be their own worst enemy by just sticking to things. Like, and I think actually Brute DeForest talked about this once. So he was like, 
people stay in situations because it's good for them like two out of 10 times. Or if it was terrible for them like 100% of the time, they wouldn't stay in the situations. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, because they get like a slither of goodness every now and then, like just like the guy that gets bossed around and told what to do and nagged at, because he gets laid like once a month, <laughs> enough for me to like stay around and put up with all this bullshit, you know? So I think that's when things are if things were a little bit worse, you probably would just move on. Yeah. So I think it stems from a lot of guys not having an abundance mindset. It stems from um, how relationships are advertised to you through television, even through music. Like music is a huge programmer of people, you know. Um, they're always telling you to chase girls and do all these things. So yeah, that's why the red pill exists. But also what also interests me about a lot of red pill people is they'll be like, oh, I'm going to fly to Brazil and like bang a, run through a bunch of girls, bang through as many girls as possible. And then they go back to like these Western nations and like complain about how damaging women are. It's like, well, and how women are like, get ruined by sleeping with too many dudes and then they go to these foreign countries yeah and, like they think women are like more traditional national and do the same thing you're you're doing the job of like the culture makers for them yeah in a sense right by like going and just running through chicks so it's like, yeah it's, it's interesting because i don't want to tell people not to experience things you know and not to live their life but you got to know what the game is at a large at a higher level you know you gotta understand what's really happening yeah again that's how they convince you they think you know you're the greatest guy if you go and sleep with a lot of girls and so you do it and then later you realize oh actually people get damaged by sleeping a lot with a lot of people and maybe you realize about the more metaphysical aspects of sex and whenever you have sex with someone it's like the deepest connection you can have so you're naturally going to take on some of their karma and their energy uh and so if you're constantly doing that you're just being drained left right and center itself so it's just a you know a bad value proposition that way but it's also like you said um you're you're contributing to the very thing that you don't want and it's and it's unconscious but it is that <laughs> yeah it's exactly happening so it's something interesting to think about you know like a lot of the things that we complain about were actually helping happen by that's one example of like we're actually helping this happen in other places where like women are more feminine like i figured out a place where like i was like you can get women but when i traveled to there i just took one of them that i wanted to be serious with for a long term yeah like i went to, i talked to a few girls got my options together and i was like okay i'm not going to come to this country and then just like fuck these girls up and then especially if like you're a western guy and you have a fairly good standard of living based off of their standard of living right because guys want to complain all the time they be like oh girls expect more because um ath pro athletes and, and celebrities are in their dms and shit like that yeah well the same thing happens when like you go and like flash your little bit of western money in one of these poorer countries yeah, we'll start to get the same thing. Like, oh, this is what I deserve. This is what's good for me. And then the guys that are like just normal around them that would be willing to love them and settle down and start a family with them don't seem attractive anymore. So you have to realize like you, there's, there's a game being played and like you have to know what it is and you don't want to be a part of it. And like you were talking about too, it's like also sex is, is sacred energy exchange, right? So 
if you go and like sleep with a lot of like people that are low vibrational people like i wouldn't be surprised if you start feeling worse on an everyday basis yeah because of it i wouldn't be surprised if you like you get darker and this is how people end up in all these like all this dark shit and all this weird kink stuff is because like they just keep they're they're looking for these quick sit uh quick bangs right and like that environment and that vibration level is not you're not connecting with really good people and these when you get to these lower vibrations it sinks you just deeper and deeper and deeper you know so mm. and the same thing happens when you get around higher vibration of things it just starts rising and rising and rising there's momentum right but if you start sleeping all these people that are low vibration like your vibration is going to drop substantially and it's going to drop it's going to be hard to stop that momentum so yeah i think the distinction to make is like sex is not bad itself but sex with a lot of people that you don't care about really that's when it becomes the issue and i guess it's kind of why the religious teachings say don't have sex outside of marriage and you know that's been demonized and is thought of as excessively puritanical and while i don't have that opinion i think the is that the lesson within it is like treat this stuff seriously and you don't as a young dude because that you know that's your biological programming as well your your brain's like spread you see with as many people as possible because biologically that would mean you're you know before birth control and condoms and all the rest of it your brain's still operating that every layer is you know i'm getting offspring getting babies out of this so you have to realize that that's going to be a lot of the drive behind that mindset and that energy and the sooner you kind of develop out of that uh the more beneficial your relationship towards sex and people in general uh would change for the better and and the thing is it's like sex isn't supposed to be this readily available to you it's really not like you're supposed to have to do great things to have sex like either go somewhere and like raid and take women from other people right or you're gonna have to actually like trade some resources for a woman or something like that like that's how it used to be right like this is yeah. actually something i've been talking to people about normally it's actually not normal to be this like have sex on your mind so much of course it's such a central focus yeah it's it's actually really bad and i've noticed this myself like i'll i can i because like when i was really trying like picking on girls heavy it's like i have sex with a girl right you, you accomplish this it's great and then i go to the gym like something as simple as a gym and like all i see is like girls asses like in my face like <laughs> like yoga pants and things like that like you can't even go to a fucking like it's not even you can avoid the programming by not watching porn and not turning on the news and everything but it doesn't do you any good where everywhere you go like every woman is half naked and like skin tight clothes too yeah like it's advertised to you so much that it's insane like because again it's something that people want you to do to keep you consuming and keep you distracted because like i said just a couple of seconds ago men used to have to perform great feats first to be able to get this right mm. so now it's so easily accessed you don't have to do anything great or substantial for it really Oh, no, I gotta learn vegan. I gotta learn up. I gotta learn how to work. swiping, not swiping on Tinder. Walk up and say hi. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's so difficult, but like it's still like I don't even like the 
I, I can even understand why like Muslim women like why they get like, like why like, these Islam dudes have women in like burqas and things like that because actually having women scantily clad walking around you is a huge distraction mm. it does your mindset and your energy like you're not supposed to be just getting horny every single all the time <laughs> fucking normal man it's not this is like if people wonder like people like so charged up you have to find every time you get charged up with something you have to find a release for it yeah so yeah, yeah, yeah. Some releases some people releases go into porn they go into food they go into like all sorts of crazy shit. So it's like, you're not supposed to be, this is the strongest force that we know is like the drive to reproduce. It's like the only thing that we know that creates other humans, unless they're doing some weird cloning stuff that I don't know about. But like, let's just say yeah. that the only way that we know how to, <laughs> it's like the strongest driver of civilization that there is. So what, I don't think it's normal for everybody to just be sitting up, sitting around, and then having this impulse charged up from every single place that they go. Yeah, I would like front center of your mind every every single thing that you do. Like this is how you even sold like horrible foods to people, like having hot chicks eating McDonald's or drinking sodas. Like it's crazy. So I just my thing for people is I just want them to be aware that it's like if you feel like oh like everywhere you go like you're in the grocery store you walk down the street and like you can't stop you're in the gym you can't stop noticing women like even that's not normal it's really not yeah be this charged up all the time you should be focused on your mission you should be calm serene understand that like when you do great things these things come with it yeah and that's part of the reason why I <laughs> advocate for semen retention in a way it's like yes there's a biological side of you're not depleting yourself with zinc and all the essential minerals and everything each time you bust but when you take away that just let's just say as a rule uh you can focus the energy on different things and i personally use a sexual creative energy to create things and now that that's, that's such a better use of it unless you are actually you know deep into gonna build um a life with someone and have children together and that's kind of the, the thing that i try to get to young dudes heads as well uh is to you don't need to just be depleting yourself all the time and wasting that creative energy when it is at its highest and it can be transmuted to better things. <clears throat> Name of the game, transmission. It's like you should be taking this energy and putting in and redirecting it. Yeah. The places where it's going to be most beneficial for you in the long run. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like me. Like I want to start popping out babies. That's where I'm at. But maybe where you're at is just trying to make money or trying to build something, trying to get in shape or trying to master a craft. Like take that energy and the charge up, redirect it into something that's going to be beneficial for you in the long term. Yeah. Don't play the game. Don't just be overcome by it where it's like you have to feel like there's only one release for it. There isn't only one release for it. Yeah. Multiple releases for it that are positive and that can actually send you to like a, a much higher state of being so yeah being conscious of that is extremely important yeah 100 um i've got a question here from someone uh on twitter how to deal with a toxic home environment and suggested steps to 
fortifying oneself to deal with forced upon obstacles or oppositions until you can really be, you know, independent. And I think it's probably related to the guy that wants to start to improve, but he's still living under his family's household and maybe your parents or I was very lucky with my parents have always been supportive, but I know that some parents or siblings can be, you know, either controlling or actively like a bad influence on you because they don't want you to succeed because that, you know, displaces their ego or whatever else. What would you say to the, to someone that's stuck in that situation and can't necessarily move out straight away? Well, I mean, you got to play a game, right? So if you're under someone else's house and under someone else with under their rules, the first thing you have to do is you have to know how to play the game with them. So fighting with them on everything isn't going to work. If yeah. you believe that you are thinking right and that you're a more conscious, elevated being, let's say that, I, I don't like saying things like that sometimes because you sound like these like weird on it people that have like done too many psychedelics <laughs> to all this woo-woo language, yeah. this lovey-dovey stuff. And next thing you know, they think it's okay for like their girlfriend to sleep with other people. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't like saying I advise against that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but if you see yourself as like a more conscious person, then you have a better understanding. Let's just say they're trying to go to the gym and get shame for that. It's not necessarily like a, I'm above you people because that uh, mindset can harm you as well. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah, it's not, it's not kind of mindset, it's just like, okay, like maybe my parents are a little old fashioned or maybe my parents don't actually know what's best for them like you can yeah. come to these realizations parents are fallible they're humans right like yeah. somebody raised them a certain way and then again all this shit first of all all the issues that we all suffer it goes back to like the people and the power structures that have been running everything for the past few hundred years like you gotta, yeah if your parents don't know stuff your grandparents didn't know things it's because they were all under these systems of people that were keeping people suppressed and controlled <clears throat> Yeah, to think a certain way, right? So yeah, you can't really blame them for everything. But if you're in this situation, you know that like, okay, I'm a little bit more elevated, or maybe I, I quote unquote, get it more than they do, then you'd be foolish to just not bide your time. Like if you're fighting with them and resisting with them and arguing them over things, like they're actually winning. They're dragging you down to their state of consciousness and, and being. Yeah, if you were really smart, you would just avoid confrontations with them if possible yeah right like if they're not overbearing and like they think certain they have certain opinions that you disagree with and they present you with certain arguments that you don't like you would just be like okay you would, yeah you would actually almost actually pretend like you think the same exact things yeah right because the the whole thing for you is to reduce the confrontation because yeah this is a confrontation when you go back to your room like you want because you know how you really feel they don't know yeah right so i would just try to avoid confrontation with them as much as possible um if at the end of the day like a lot of times parents are just they parent out of fear you know um this is something i've even learned this in my own life is that i had never loved someone that much before so I, I feel like I kind of understood what it was like to like maybe have a kid. And it's like, I would want him to do certain things that I knew were good for him. Yeah. And I would want him to stop certain behaviors that I knew were bad for him. But the way it would, 
come out was like aggressive and hard. And the reason it was coming out that way is because I was afraid of what could happen to him. So my fear was manifesting in the way that I was speaking to him. Yeah. So what happens is I think a lot of people's parents are the same exact way where your parents actually love you and care about you, but they're fucking afraid. So when they see you doing things that scare them or going down paths that scare them, mm. they don't know how to portray that message without with love because it's that fear is actually overwhelming if you've never cared about somebody like more than you care about yourself it's hard to understand yeah but when you get the actual experience of really caring about someone tremendously like you get a death like death with like fear and anxiety over you of like bad things happening to them and this shit can like overwhelm you mm. scares you and like you come out and like because you're you, you, the fear sends you into a fight or flight and you're not running away from the issue because you want to change the issue. So you're not flighting. You end up fighting like aggressively to stop it. And it comes out as the wrong message. So sometimes when your parents, maybe this is not relevant in this situation, but anybody listening, sometimes when people are being overbearing and things like that is actually just because they don't know how to handle their intense love for you on a deep level. Mm. Some people are just bad people. So maybe you have a bad parents, but a lot of the time I think is that like, is this, there are these just people that they love you intensely and they don't know how to deal with fear and anxiety. And when they see you going down a path that scares them, like they fight against it as hard as they can. They don't know how to really portray the message to you. So yeah, you gotta be aware of that as well. Like it's not always that they, they don't, they don't actually like hate you generally. Most people's parents don't hate them. They're like, yeah, life to be worse. 100% trying to do the right thing. So you got to think about that. But obviously, like I had a tumultuous relationship with my parents growing up, you know, um, and as soon as and, and again, it was all because they were afraid of the direction I was heading in life. Yeah, that was it. And they were trying to fight it, but in the wrong way, like a lot of ways parents mess up. See, the thing is, this is also another thing like why everything why the world is the way that it is is because people don't think anyone can understand anything so like parents raise their children like they're they can't get their kids to do stuff because when their kids question them on why they should do it they just say like well because i said so instead of like explaining things to people like if you explain the kid kids like good and bad like they'll actually understand it because they have logical like open brains yeah but if like we live in this world where it's like everybody thinks that nobody needs any explanation for anything like if i'm the authority you just listen to me you know so what happens is that like i think something like these parents get in the habit of like thinking that you can't understand where they're coming from so they don't even bother they don't bother communicating these things to you and it happens from the time you're a kid all the way up to you're an adult when you're a kid they're like oh you don't understand or maybe a lot of people don't understand their own feelings or how to um, communicate them, right? So like you're dealing, this is what you're dealing with when you're dealing with like everyone for the most part. So it's like your parents probably aren't even the best communicators and that's probably part of the issue. But what I was saying is that this is what I learned with my parents is that they were just weren't the best communicators. Like when I asked them why I should do something, they were just like, oh, because I said so. That wasn't a good enough reason to me. But what they did 
didn't know is that if they could actually present their argument in the right manner, then maybe I would have agreed with them because there's a lot of things they were doing to try to stop me from doing bad things and they were right about. Yeah. Sometimes there's things that they were wrong about and they didn't listen to me about that. But what happened in the end is that as soon as I got out on my own and I was independent and I wasn't, I didn't need them for things, my relationship with my parents dramatically improved because they had to respect me as a man. Like, understand that like they could have all the opinions and thoughts of what I should do in the world, but there's nothing they can actually do to control me because I don't need them for anything. And because yeah. that happened, our relationship got extremely good to where it's like, at one point, I fucking hated my parents. Like I wanted nothing to do with them. Like yeah. now they're like my, and I always respected them, but I was just like, don't want to hang out. Hard to. But like now it's like, they're like some of the best, like my best friends. And it's like, I won't ever even, get into an argument with them again over anything yeah you know so like you know sometimes your relationship with your your relationship with your family isn't also necessarily doomed to be the way that it is you know um once you get out and become a man and you're doing your own thing and they have to either respect you or they're not and then if they don't then then that's the point where you can start being like okay well i don't i don't really talk to these people if they don't grow if they don't see your growth and start the accept it or grow as well then it's like then maybe don't communicate with those people as much but chances are they probably will and then your relationship with them will get a lot better yeah it's all love at the end of the day and the more you again like i remember in high school if you'd have a shit teacher you'd see the you know quote naughty kid who would just become a, a bullseye for the teacher and i could see how to play the teacher's pride against them or just to stay out of the firing range. And in doing that, you kind of have, you get a bit more leeway uh, with how you can act in the class. Whereas if you're always arguing with your parents and always doing things which they explicitly uh, warn against or say you can't do, then of course it's just going to blow up in your face. But I think it was a maybe Robert Downey Jr. quote. He's like, if, if people tell you not to do something, just smile, agree, and then go and do whatever the fuck you else you were going to do initially. Anyway, like you don't have to, like there's a certain level where you should, you know, stand your ground and publicly voice your opinions uh, in that sense. But in your personal relationships, if it is something that you can, you know, you disagree on and you know that, you know, that you're not going to be able to logically reason with that person and you don't, maybe they don't have that, open awareness in their mind yet uh it is much better to just placate their egos and again you win the argument by preventing the argument or calming the argument down or never even getting into it in the first place that's a, a great point that you said <clears throat> right it's the path of least resistance and i tell you this because i have actually someone that i'm dealing with it in this exact situation like i have a little cousin right that was in and out of jail for the last few years has burned all his bridges with other family members and like he's out of jail finally and like he's in his house with his mom and like his sister and like they're overbearing and keeps getting fights with them getting kicked out and all this stuff i'm like listen bro like i'm teaching him how to play the game yeah you know and at the end of the day if you're not gonna go and be a man and get out on your own and do all these things that you're going to be subjected to to the house rules yeah but if you're really smarter than them than you think you are like you think you are and manipulate them <laughs> you know <laughs> like that's that's the nicely way. That's yeah nice in a nice way like you know what i mean like 
manip like when I say manipulate, like, you gotta work it for your good. You know, like you gotta play the game. If you know what the rules are, play the game and then and win. It's very simple. So yeah, and that that's almost a, a larger allegory for society as a whole is that if you can be self uh, subsistent and produce your own food and water and everything else that you need then you don't need to play the game of society and of the bullshit politics and all of that if you if you are independent as and in within yourself right you know it's like the whole like um be in the world but not of it yes exactly so like even if you are trying to get away from society it's like okay just play the game until you get out yeah yeah so it's all the same thing use it for your yes maybe you don't think dollars are we're going to be worth anything but for now they are and you know some people say i'm not gonna participate in this society it's all bullshit it's all broken and they're right but you're just harming yourself by not taking advantage of that situation like play the game how it is now get your winnings and then take that you know it, it's stupider to have the principles and never interact because you're just harming yourself in the long run like yes you may have your again but it's a balance right like you don't want to do things that are really an, an, an antithesis to what you believe in because that's spiritually harmful but you do also have to play the game and i guess there's just a, a matter of like where you draw the line and you have your core values but then you also just smile and do business and everything with the people still in that yeah you know everybody has to do what they're comfortable with me i'm not comfortable with a lot of things like i would not comply stuff like if i had a job right now that i wear a mask to go to work like i would lose my job yeah that's just me right like so. yeah Got the Same. level of risk everybody's got to pick their own hills to die on you know i have my convictions and my beliefs and if you cross that line like i'm not going to do it like someone could stick a gun to my head right now and tell me you better take this fucking vaccine and i tell i look them in the eye and tell them to pull the trigger yeah that's where i'm at and so that's another thing that like um people don't understand is that like great men have like they can they have like uh they'll put their life on the line for the things they believe in see another trick of this world is to get you to hold on to everything to be afraid to risk losing everything that's how they control you. everybody yeah they're afraid, to, they're afraid to get hurt afraid to die and like yeah okay you get one life but at the end of the day you remember all these people that do great and amazing things you know so if some if when you gotta follow your beliefs, you gotta draw your lines in the sand and be like, this is what I'm gonna accept and this is what I'm not gonna accept. And you gotta be willing to to walk that line no matter what. So but yeah, a huge trick is to get you to be like, get you to be afraid of losing everything. We're gonna take all your money from you, we're gonna Yeah um, ruin your reputation, things like that. And those things can hurt you, but fuck man, if you believe in something, then you believe in that thing, or at least have conviction. That's the type of person I am. You know, I'm not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't actually pretend that my mindset is functional for operating within society. <laughs> right? Like, so take that with a grain of salt, but I can tell you what, it hasn't served me, it hasn't led me to a bad place. Yeah. Not accepting bullshit has always fucking worked out great for me. Yeah. Drawing my lines of sand has always worked out. So 
And at the end of the day, I, it forces people to respect me no matter what. So yeah, I'm willing, I'm willing to take risks in life. Well, I think live the way that I want. I think it's uh, it's almost a reward from the universe. Like if you don't get killed doing something, then you're always going to receive that karmic energy back and be rewarded for staying true to yourself and trusting your intuition and not lying and not living in a fake way. Like even if it's temporarily just uncomfortable and you experience a few bumps in the road because of it like that's you earning the peace that you get knowing you didn't compromise on your values and knowing that like if you spoke to your grandchildren in 40 years times what what did you do granddad like did you did you wear the mask did you, did you get vaccinated and obviously if you have grandkids you didn't get vaccinated <laughs> <laughs> but um you know you see my point like you want to i always i've been meditating pretty deeply on my deathbed uh in a way and that's not to bring it into reality like you focus on these things whatever else but just being aware that okay what would i wish i had done if i'm on my deathbed and viewing my my life and all of the trials and tribulations have kind of faded into the past like what would i be happy that i what could i sleep with at night really and i guess it's like it's that fear um i i guess i it's always like and this is a question almost of free will as well is that genetically or astrologically energetically however you want to feel it like people are born with certain levels of fire within them and you know everyone knows the person that won't take shit from anyone and will would never be told what to do but lots of other people just go along with it do you think that's like it is a question that's that's malleable and again is that malleability evidence that you were one of the person that's born with the capacity to think that way you know it's a, it's an interesting thing like free will and like the guy that has the discipline to work out all the time but the guy that doesn't is that innate biological capabilities or and i like to believe this is that every human has the capability to do it if they really set their mind to it. and that's the you know the the mindset well, that's the frame you should be working within in yourself regardless of what other people do but it's, it's, it's always an interesting topic to just work through uh, in the mind is like whether do people actually have free will and maybe they don't for the most part thinking about those people that don't have an internal monologue you know they're just thinking fucking pictures and fairies or whatever <laughs> um maybe they don't have that capacity but i think everyone listening to this has the human capacity to do and become whatever they want to really. Well, let me say this first before I answer that. Yeah. I never looked back on my life and wish I risked less. Mm. Less conviction. I never, that's good. I never look back on my life and think that. So that's just a little grain of salt for you. As far as yeah. people are like, and whether you have free will and things like that, um, I try to avoid the free, I, I feel like free will, the whole no free will kind of a psyop. So I avoid that thinking because what they're gonna do with that is like justify any type of behavior, right? They'd be like, oh, well, and this is was always my stance against like um, the born this way argument was like, if you argue this, you can use it to justify any sort of behavior there is in the world. Yeah. And they eventually will. 
So yeah. just like they already are. Oh, I'm, I'm just born this way. Well, now they're like, okay. Well, now like pedophiles are just born that way. Yeah. You know, or then they're gonna be like, arson is just born that way. Or you listen to people be like, oh, like people that are criminals and stuff, like they were just born that way. They're not really like they was they had no choices. You know. Yeah. Like, maybe. You know, it's it's <laughs> as a whole to get you to accept these things on a societal level, but at the same time, I still believe yeah. people aren't sentient. Yeah, so, it's tough one, right? It's like it's like everybody comes in this world unformed, and their environment is going to shape them into the person that they are. Right. So, if you're around non-sentient people your parents aren't fostering these identities in you and you're and you're being raised by television and phones and entertainment then yeah you're not going to be a, a thinker you know your your will is going to be determined by the will of the masses of the people that are running the program mm. but i think if you get someone from a young enough age and you put certain ideas in them then they're going to be what we would say have a free will or at least thinking because at the end of the day like a lot of this stuff is all um, it's like sometimes it's free thinking is just realizing that not thinking is wrong like like so like you just sometimes it's like we're just noticing that what's wrong around us yeah that's a that's a huge step whether like you can um so you can be like oh i'm pre-programmed to like it's easier for some people to work out or not or whatever. It's like, I wouldn't, I would say it's not free will. If you can, there's no like free will does exist. If you can at least realize that you're not doing something right. Yes. And that you should be doing this thing better. Yeah. This thing more. So I think it's a lot of, it's what you foster into people from a young age. Like, like I said a, f a few minutes ago, all the things that are going on with society is, is from the programming they've been running for the past few years. Yeah. The past few decades. In the colleges and the schools, and that's where it starts, right? The, the communist Maybe socialist professors. Like, from a time, like, like um, I was reading the other day that was like, like, there was, like, no supermarkets in the U.S. before the 1960s like supermarkets became a thing because they were sold to people to be a thing like yeah the way the americans survived the great depression originally is because like all their food was in their pantry and their cellars and in their gardens things like that so when the financial system was broken it didn't actually matter because they might not have a job but they were going to starve to death yeah right so what happens is what i want to say about all that is that even like our parents were sold a bill of um goods they were like oh like they grew up in this time where there's all this opportunity and they were told they're like oh leave your land like go into the city it's from like yeah it's more mobile than ever you can do all these things you can make all this money you drive these cars like i don't blame them because that's when people mastered like copywriting and propaganda and things like that they were dealing with forces that they didn't understand like, yeah more powerful than understanding just like a lot of the them giving their kids to the internet and cell phones these parents they don't know how powerful nobody knew how powerful of a programmer like the internet and like cell phones and social media would be either yeah so it's kind of like a lot of people are just they could be a different way if 
they weren't if, if like the people that were that created them and were teaching them from the beginning were aware of these powerful systems and it seems like now is only time when people are starting to become aware of the whole game like our parents people weren't really talking about this stuff back then yeah um awareness is always the first step yeah, and where is all the first step? I mean, you can find books about how society is messed up all over the place, but it wasn't easy for an average person to get information like that. Like, yeah. It's easy for me to share an article with you or, or send you a link to like a PDF or a book. Like, and back in the time, it's like, yeah, to have somebody physically come up to them, like, yeah, and then like bring them a copy. <laughs> Even though the information out there, it was out there. It wasn't widely disseminated. So now is the first time that the counter culture information culture information is widely disseminated. Yeah. And now we have an opportunity to start to reprogram these things. And then what we'll do is we'll have some kids and we'll teach them these things and we'll see if it doesn't exist. We'll find out for ourselves. Yeah. Well, that's why they want to censor everyone, right? Because if you censor the information, like evil can't propagate when good can talk and compare and you know, we can see like all the data on this whole COVID stuff. It's like, it doesn't really add up to what the talking box is telling us. And for decades that everyone's news was only what is what was on the TV. Like think about how fucked that is. Like we all realize that it's like fucked now, but we didn't realize it was so one-sided or just, you know, actually with a top-down programming in mind, we just thought, oh, they're reporting on the news. They're just reporting on what's happening in the world. And I think more people have been red-pilled about that over the last year and about the power structures on the whole, um, which is what's leading to this great transformative awakening. Like, we're all part of the collective, and when enough people are awakened in the sense it, it does make this critical mass and the critical mass turning one way or the other is when you get kind of snowballing of change. And you know what, like I'm at, um, and like, just like we talked before, like I don't even want to use the internet at some point, like, to be honest, I don't yeah. use social media platforms eventually. Yeah. Like I'm playing the game. Yeah, right? exactly. But not of it. I'm like, okay, this is what I have to do to reach people and get them out of here. But I don't want it to be my main communication source. Like, yeah. I actually thought it was good that when Trump got banned, like that was great. That actually red pilled a ton of people and were like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, you can't just rely on this social media platform. Yeah. Hey, uh, no, 100%. Like, all the Telegram, remember, the, the, I don't know if you saw it, but when Trump got banned, everyone was like, all right, let's try and figure out something other than just Twitter. And then Telegram popped off and millions of people downloaded it overnight because it's, you know, and who knows how secure they are, but just being anti-fragile in terms of the methods of communication, even if it is under the one kind of tech umbrella, is very important. And I mean, yeah, and that, that Telegram group was something great that came from that. Like, actually, you, I watch some, I'm on your Telegram channel, yeah. other people's Telegram channel, and people get more engagement on their Telegram than they do on Twitter. Yeah, because it's more personal. Algorithms deciding who sees your stuff. Yeah. Right? Whereas in Telegram, it's just your subscribers are going to see it 100% of the time. Yeah, true, 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 true. Some of these break, like, these big moments that happen, they're, they're in, just like, um, Silver linings. There's always these silver linings. Like, I, I there's something that I, I talk about. Was like, 
Genesis and Revelation are metaphysical states that are always present. So one time, something's always ending and something's always being created. This is just always happening. Genesis being the end of the Bible, just for those that don't know. Or Genesis is the beginning, Revelation is the end. Right. Right? So, like, these are actually more than just books. They're metaphysical states that are ever-present in every single thing. Yeah. Something's always create, being created and something's being destroyed. And as <clears throat> one world is falling, as it would seem to us, other worlds are being created. Yeah. I'm not the only person that is, like, leaving the city and like going to like a mountainous region and getting away from all this stuff i'm not the only one yeah it's actually hard to get property and land and stuff in some of these places because everybody's doing it if yeah one world is being destroyed other like as a massive society falls like breakneck civilizations or like a breakaway civilizations communities are being formed as mm. social media starts to censor and control communication other ways of communicating are being formed other ways of keeping in touch are being formed or people are getting back to like closer, like not even just digital communication, but like meeting together doing things. So yeah, always something is one thing is dying. Something else is being born. So, and actually I, I think the power structures must be like frantic to have to go through either it's one of two situations. I'm not sure which one it is. Either they're so close to complete control that they're just they feel like they can do whatever they want and they're just gonna push for it, or they're so close to losing control that they're trying as hard as they possibly can to keep it. Yeah, I think it's more of that. They're in full panic mode, man. Anyone can see the fucking lies and the now you have to double mask. Like it's so blatant that they're just making fun of us in a way that most people have to have seen it unless they're just complete completely brain dead <laughs> yeah i said once they i said once they killed epstein which was like mm. a non like partisan thing where like anybody could see it like whether you are like a right-wing person or left-wing and then nobody did anything they're kind of just like wow we really fucking got these people <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> they're not gonna do shit you know so like i'm like okay we'll see what happens and and yeah, as some stops, everybody else is starting to, people are starting to see the game and they're starting to play their own game. And I, that's the direction I'm definitely going in. And I see a lot of, I see the further they, extremes they push, like I see it as good things. Like actually like you shouldn't even get, don't get stressed out or worry about any of these things. Like seriously, because what's happening is the propaganda they're using you understand all the people that support it are shit are like living in constant states of fear and anxiety every single fucking place that they go yeah like it's not like the people that support these agendas and popping up these machines are all happy or something they're constantly fucking pissed off at everything they're afraid of every single germ in the world yeah they're living in a constant state of fear think they can't hug their parents or their grandparents around their family they're living horrible existences yeah the prizes they're getting for supporting this shit is horrible so you shouldn't even yeah like that worked up and stressed out about it because it's like these people aren't living these people that are in control it's not like the people that are back in the people in control like living these great lives they're not you know so like you kind of just got to sit back and laugh at it in a sense because like the shit that you're supporting is actually just making your life worse and worse and worse and worse 
like all these people that are constantly depressed, can't figure out which person, what fucking sex or gender they're gonna be <laughs> or not living happy lives, man. No. I'm not, I don't envy them whatsoever. So that, yeah. those are the people that they're getting their way. It's just, I laughed at that because they're not getting anything that they actually want. They're getting no fulfillment, no happiness or anything like that. And when you see it and you react and get angry and stuff like that, like you're losing too now. It's weird, right? It's like, you would think that at, even at a biological level, the your genes would kind of just be like, hang on, we don't feel good doing this. We're not improving a lot. We have no money. You know, if you believe in that ideology that, you know, everything is someone else's fault, like I'm sure there's a, a part of everyone that's subscribing to that ideology that innately knows deep down and what that things aren't right and it's not even helping them and they don't feel good. Like you feel good when you're making your own money, when you take uh, things onto yourself, you accept responsibility, you lift, you talk to people treat them with respect. Like it's just a better way of living uh, in terms of a purely selfish view, which I think is, and I don't know whether it's that selfishness playing off against, you know, your image of being part of the group uh, I think is that's how they control you in the sense like if you're not seen to be doing this stuff, you're not going to be part of the group. So biologically, your caveman brain goes, oh, if we're not part of the group, then we're going to get fucked over, which is historically the case. But yeah, I don't know. You'd think that they just innately, they look at themselves or feel weak and look unhealthy and just go, hmm, what am I doing? <laughs> that's, that's What am I doing here? No, I think the problem is they spend more time um, observing other people's lives and other people's um, portrayed happiness instead of focusing on why their shit is all fucked up. Yeah. You know, like they get, like they focus, they're not looking at their own lives because they look at celebrities' lives, like their athletes' lives, music stars' lives all Yeah. Like they never get to that point of like realizing those are why they feel bad. Right. So like during the day, they're happy, actually, because they're just getting dopamine hits from like social media. And like, mm, yeah, like that like it's only like at night when they're quiet and there's no input and stimulus where they feel something, but they have no idea where it's coming from. Yeah. And that's what meditation does, right? Yeah. I mean, once you there's a lot of interesting things happen once you take all sorts of input and output way like your thoughts become incredibly deep and expansive and you're forced to deal with like issues about yourself and really think them through so part of the reason why people never come to conclusions is because they're just always taking in information 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 yeah yeah but there's never any fucking silence like like even people will go from like people can't even just like sit without like having so some people that can't like just not have noise in the background like they gotta have like a tv on yeah. music or something yeah they gotta have their phone in the hand or something like not enough people are comfortable enough just turning everything off yeah you know and when you turn everything off it's like you actually start to hear your own voice because that's another thing is like one of the reasons why i'm not even tweeting right now is because you if you start take on too many people's voices all the time, like you can lose your own. Yeah. You know, so like, I'm very conscious of that, and I'm very conscious of like controlling the inputs that I'm having, and my best thoughts always come, not even when 
I am taking the information in, but also what I'm not actually putting any information out. So like, mm. like writing or anything like that. Like I'm talking about no, when I just have to sit there and work through a process or something or a thought process or a theory or uh, emotion or something in my mind is where things get the most refined. And I can't tell anybody about it, you know? Yeah. I think not enough people are experiencing that like true silence. And, and I think that even has a really, another thing is like- I was just thinking of that. It's, it's like, you shouldn't even trust any thought that you have indoors or something. I was like, dude, that's one of like my favorite quotes of all time. That's that's Nish. Nish said you yeah. shouldn't trust the thought that happens indoors. Yeah, that yeah, he was meant he mentioned that, right? But what happens is like that's actually like super real because when you go out in nature and like you're outside all the time, like you're not thinking about these things. Like for instance, like I don't think about right now, like I'm not a city, I'm not in the city or anything like that. Like, dude, I care zero about what, like, fucking anal swabs are making people do. <laughs> How many kids turn gay this week? Like, I don't give a shit about any of that stuff because it's not relevant to me. Like, it really isn't. Once you're, if you're still in that game, it's going to be relevant to you on an everyday basis. Yeah. Me, I don't see that stuff. I'm outside. Yeah. All I see is, like, trees and, like, a lake and, like, hills. Like, I'm not thinking about any of that other stuff. Yeah, so, so the counterpoint to that, counterpoint to that is, should you be aware of it? And again, it's a, it's a balance, but for the most part, most people are just consuming these rage-inducing things that we see, but not actually affectating anything in real life. So it is a completely mental masturbation and just enraging yourselves and addicted to the social media algorithm. But there is, I think, something to be said with, you know, not being able to just run away from it because it is a part of a society that you have the capacity to affect. And I guess it depends how much you're actually doing in real life. If you might think you're noble by looking at this stuff and commenting on it and tweeting about it, but are you actually contributing to helping other people? Again, it goes back to the idea of the only person you can really control and help is yourself that's who you have control over and if you can heal yourself and do better yourself then that is the most uh valuable form of trying to convince other people but i i do see the criticism <clears throat> of some people that like if this is your home state that is being run over then to kind of plant your flag and be like no fuck off yeah i mean i get it like look I'm, a, I'm aware of things, right? Like, I'm aware of everything. But yeah, this is the thing. Like, some of it is mental masturbation. Like, you already know it's bullshit. It's like, oh, okay, hop on the timeline. Oh, wow, more, more bullshit today. Oh, wow, more programming. It's like, what, what would you expect? Like, if you already know what they're going to do, right, getting emotionally reacting to it is like playing the actual game because then part of the game is distracting and demoralizing you. Right. So like you don't need to be aware of every little detail. You just need to know they're up to some shit. Like that's all that's all you really need to know is like, oh, they don't mean me well. And they're not trying to do anything good for me. And then you create a long-term plan off of that. Yeah. If you're paying attention to every day, like it, it's not really actually worth it. Like, oh, oh, they hate white people. Okay, yeah, we already know that. Oh, they they tell black people that. They, they're useless and they can't do anything without 
um, white people letting them have everything they have. Like, we already know they're going to do that. Oh, like, it's okay to be fat and and change your sexuality and gender 10,000 times. And men yeah. Like, well, yeah. We already know they're going to do that. Oh, yeah. Don't touch your relatives ever again. Take all of our pills and our vaccines. And stuff. We know they're going to do all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, like, everything you should do is just not be focused on that. It should just be focused on building. And, like, I get that there's some people out there that some of their fight is they cover every single piece of bullshit that yeah lost and they provide like the truth to it and i appreciate those people yeah i'm not one of those people yeah that's going to do that like i'm going to go out and just focus on building something tangible in the world that's real yeah because that's the that's the actual best thing for everybody to do not yeah that's the best thing for everybody to do isn't to um make post the 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 be a truther on every single thing on a 24 7 basis yeah that's not the best thing for you to do like yeah that'll you can do that you can post that stuff on your instagram twitter that's gonna awaken like a group of friends and maybe you'll start reaching people at the end of the day but that's not enough yeah like it's still not enough so even though you have all these people that cover all these things and that's great like they still play the game in a sense so for me, it's like I'm trying to get people to do something that is enough. Where it's like the only way that any of this societal shit can actually affect me is if they step onto my property. <laughs> and you'll have a shotgun waiting for them. <laughs> have my fucking yeah, good. Man, I'm, I'm jealous of your guns, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, 3D printers. So. <laughs> yes, maybe I need to get my hands on one of those. <laughs> bro there's people there's people i've seen some videos of people online that just figured out how to make guns like that straight up yeah no i've seen them as well they're legitimate you know um so yeah like while i could sit there it, it's good to be aware of these things to understand the game that's being played but getting wrapped up in it if you're not gonna like build a brand off of just like i'm some truther guy that analyzes everything getting involved in every single fight it's, it's pointless it's kind of it's kind of useless you know so but there is value in like having like i have list of pages of people that are these truther people and if i want to wake somebody up i have like a set of videos for them to watch or like a set of accounts for them to follow you know, but like, I yeah, like the on a one to one basis, I don't even like to try to explain all the things to people. It's just too much. Like people just have to follow these topics and subjects on their own to kind of figure it out, you know. So like when I meet, like, say, like I meet somebody in person that's actually cool and like they're interested in like knowing more, like peeking beyond the veil, like I'll give them a list of sources they can plug into, but I'm not going to spend my time trying to like. 24 7 pull them all through this shit i'm just gonna wait for them to go through all this stuff start feeling black pilled about it which is what usually happens and then give them the white pill of like nah man like you can get out of the system you can have a beautiful family and land and animals and take care of yourself and, and you won't have to worry about any of that so that's the game i'm comes all truth oh man a pleasure as always Lobo. i appreciate your time and hopefully 
we will see the growth of the compound, well, we will see the growth of the compound, all of our respective compounds uh, in real life. And that should be the, the focus of everyone listening to this conversation right here. Uh, but I know your your barefoot shoe uh, is, is still in development. Do we have an update on that? And just talk about, you know, what whatever you want to mention. Yeah, so um, I plan to have the shoe out by summer. So that's my goal. Cool. I'm a little bit of a perfectionist, which is an excuse, but it's the best excuse. <laughs> you know, I get to yeah. like so. My problem is like I, I have to learn how to accept that things aren't always going to be like. I truly believe that like, uh, for instance, that Vivo Barefoot makes the best shoe in the world. Yeah, I believe that. So like when I'm making the shoe, like that's the level I'm trying to get it to. Yeah, <laughs> I have to come to a point where you accept that like maybe you're not going to be able to do it at the level they're doing it at right now. Yeah, like, they maybe need to start at the level that they're at. Yeah, so, exactly. A lot of the process for me was like getting over that. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like I like not really like having to provide services to people because I have freedom, right? Like, so I'm not responsible for anything. I don't have to answer for anything. I have to solve problems for people. None of that stuff. Yeah. Right? That's like kind of a, that's what one thing that people understand is like when you start a business or do anything on a sort of service where you're dealing with other people that now all of a sudden like you do have a responsibility to like yeah these people through yeah things to like protect your name and make sure that you're giving people the service that you say you're gonna get so they say good things about you and stuff like that yeah so i've been enjoying the life of no total freedom body <laughs> but to myself which was the whole point of like getting to this point yeah to where i didn't have to take on any sort of anything from anyone or take deal with any sort of complaints or problems so yeah i've been a little hesitant because of that because it's going to be a process you know but i am going to do it i just you know i i'm i see a lot of excitement for it i, I can't back out of it that's for goddamn sure so yeah it'll be out for summer and like i just hope anybody that's interested in it just works with me and is patient with me because i'll i'm going to do the best i can to put out something amazing and it'll just keep getting better over time yeah yeah i'm excited about it it's cool it's one of my brain projects i'm working on a few other things that i don't really care about talking about right now but yeah the shoes will be out hopefully in the summer and i'm gonna double down and like i'm I'm gonna really i'm really focused on that like as soon as i get out of miami this month will be like 100 percent of my focus is just the shoes yeah so well i'll be wearing them when they come out and i'm sure you'd be several thousand people at least on, on twitter that will as well and support the vision that you have yeah it's going to be interesting to see like because i'm definitely going to like once people find out who made these shoes there's definitely going to be a, a public outcry at some point so <laughs> i'm getting prepared for what do you mean well okay like for instance like um like people found out that like Colty and uh, Marco made like um, vibration or whatever, and like tried to get them canned on the internet and shit like that. Yeah. So I'm sure at some point people would be like, "Oh man, I gotta try to cancel the shoe brand." But I don't care. I don't. I'm not actually making these. Um, I don't want to be some big 
global company or some shit like that. I have no desires for anything like that. Yeah. Like, I just am passionate about functional footwear, and I think that the shoe industry is evil, and that we should fight back against them. So it's just my way, one way of doing it. Preach, brother. Well, thank you again. Um, I'll get this up tonight, but those listening at home, thanks for joining us. And this is the closing statements of the Soulcast with Lobo. Later. Ciao.